in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem. To Jerusalem, from the east to Jerusalem. From the east to where? Jerusalem. These guys came from the east. These guys have traveled for months from the east to Jerusalem. And the question that they asked when they got to Jerusalem saying, they asked a question, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. Since we were in the east, we saw his star. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We have seen his star in the what? In the east and are come to worship him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In verse 11 it reads, And when they, came, when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with, with his mother. They saw the young child with his what? His mother. And fell down and worshipped him. When they saw the child, what did they do? They fell down and they worshipped him. And when they have opened their treasure, they presented unto him gift, gold, frankincense, and mar. Praise the Lord. That's what they did. Praise the Lord. At doing the birth of Jesus, when Jesus was born. Father, I want to thank you for your word this morning. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you open our eyes to the revelation of your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us. Thank you for opening our eyes to the revelation of your word. May your anointing rest upon our lives, and may our life never be the same. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. We are celebrating Christmas as Christians. We are celebrating during this season. We celebrate Christmas, which is the birth of Christ. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Once a person is born, you can celebrate because there is a general argument, the general argument that Jesus was not born in December, and Jesus was born in July. Jesus was born in September. No matter the month that Jesus was born, get to know, the, why you need to know he was born? <laughs> were he born? Yes, he was born. So what if you were born in January, you were born in February? If I was born in a month, I mean in a year, I was born. So I, can, I may choose, I may choose. Some, some people don't know the birthday. Even back days, then people they didn't even know the birthday. Some of the older people that from Liberia and other places that was in the interior, many of the children didn't know the birthday. Their parents would just estimate where during Bagley Town, that when you were born. So you start counting your birthday from Bagley Town. <laughs> Better start counting your birthday and get yourself an age. Eh? The, the greatest thing is you are born, you are born now. Yeah. Isn't that so? Praise the Lord. So you have people, I mean, during those times, people did this estimate. They, may, they, they were not on target. Sometimes they were on target, but sometimes they were not on target. 
But the event took place. And when it, came, when it comes to the birth of Jesus, Jesus was born in Bethlehem because it was prophesied by the prophet Micah, who prophesied that among the, the, the places in, in, in Israel, Jesus, the king, I mean, the, the savior will be born in a, a place that, it, that was not known. Among the cities, it was one of the lowest cities, uh, not recognized, not populated, praise the Lord. So Bethlehem was a, a, a place that people thought that Bethlehem and even where Jesus grew up in Nazareth, those were places that were not recognized. They even asked the question, what good things can come out of Nazareth? To tell you the places that Jesus was born. I happened to go, I have, when I went to Israel, I went to, to Bethlehem. I went to the shepherd's field where the shepherds were washing the floor that night. I went and I saw those places. Those places are still around. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, these things, I mean, it really happened. Jesus was really born in Bethlehem. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If the Bible tells us that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, if God tells us that he will be born in Bethlehem, he was born in Bethlehem. Praise the Lord. And so, at the result of his birth, today you and myself celebrate Christmas. The church decided to set aside a day that we can celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior to keep us in remembrance of what his mission was, I mean, for, um, concerning his birth and the purpose for which he was born. The, me, the major thing was the purpose for which he was born. Jesus was not born with all a purpose. God prophesied his purpose why he, he would be born. He will save his people from their what? From their sin. He was born with a purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you know why you, and the, I mean, if you, last Sunday I asked you, do you know why you was born? Whether you were born by accident, hmm? some, of, some people say, well, I was born by accident. I don't care whether you were born by accident or you were not born by accident. No matter what you think about how you were born, you were born with a purpose in my God. God, your parents may not have had a purpose in mind, but God has a purpose in mind for you. Yeah. Hallelujah. And that's the greatest thing. Yeah. Praise the Lord. What if your parents didn't have a purpose? Some parents they say, oh, I will not prepare for the other baby. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you know that? Some people say, I will not prepare for the baby. The baby, yeah, sure. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's their business. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you was born with a purpose in my God allow you to come on this face of the earth for a purpose. And I gave you Jer uh, Jeremiah's own experience. God said, Jeremiah, while you was in the womb of your mother, eh? before you were even born, I knew you. I sanctified you. And I what? made you a prophet to the nation. Uh, you was born with a purpose. And Jesus too was born with a purpose to save his people 
from their one, their sin. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you understand why Jesus was born? Jesus was born to save us from our sin. Christmas is important because it is the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of God, who came to redeem all mankind and call them to himself. Praise the Lord. Came to redeem all mankind and to call them to himself. Praise the Lord. On that day, God sent his son to become man on earth in order that one day he will become the payment for the sin of the world. Past, present, and future. Praise the Lord. The past sin, the present sin, and the future sin. So Jesus paid the price for the past sin, the present sin, and the what? The future sin. So even a sin that people commit 20, 30 years, 100 years, 1,000 years from now, Jesus started, he has already paid the price for it. Amen. He has already made the down payment. And so that's what the purpose for which he was born, to save his people from their sin, to redeem mankind. That is the redemption. What God the, 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 the requirement that God has for man's redemption was that someone has to die in that place, a man. Because there was animals that were being killed yearly, but it could not satisfy the, the, the demands of God. And so when God asked the, the question in heaven concerning the redemption of man, Jesus stood up to that place and said, I will go down and I will want and I will pay the price for man. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But the, 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 the most important thing is that for that to happen, Jesus had to come, had to come as a man. He could not come as a spirit. He could not come as a full-grown man. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is what... Everything that God, the, 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 the system that God put in place from creation up to now is that a child, we are born, he said, let, he told Adam, he said, and Eve, he said what? Multiply, replenish the earth. And the multiplication and replenishing of the earth would take place at the resort of what? At the resort of two human, hallelujah, of the same kind, two of the same kind, having a relationship and then reproducing after their kind. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so at the result of that, I mean, what we call burning today was put into operation by God. Hallelujah. So it's not a surprising thing. So those who don't want to burn, <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. You, 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 you're violating God's law. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You're in violation of God's law. You should be replenishing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So some of you who are single, you need to get a husband. You need to get a wife. Hallelujah. And start burning some babies. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. So that you can re have a replenishment on the face of the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as long, one thing that life is, 
There is a day to be born and there is a day to die. Those two days are in the life of every one. Praise the Lord. So Jesus was born as a baby. He grew up like any of us growing up that grew up around you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And many times when you look at a baby, when a baby is born, that baby is helpless. They, 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 they have what? They are the mindset of their parents. Do you know that? Helpless. Whatsoever the parents gave them is what they will want, is what they take. So it is a, so Jesus went through that process. Even though he was not conceived of any man as a result of a man's interrelationship with a woman, it was, it was the power of the Holy Spirit that hovers, that, that, that transformed, that caused Jesus to be transformed into a baby. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Be transformed into a baby. Here is the word of God that was in heaven, alive. Jesus was the, is the word of God. He was with the Father from the beginning. Remember this. And so for him to take upon human form, bodily human form, he has to be transformed. It was the work of the Holy Spirit. See the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit went into work and transformed Jesus into a, what? a human form to be placed in the womb of a woman. And as a result of this miracle, this great sign, that's why the Bible says you will get a sign. This, it was a sign to the people because this thing was not meant to be this way. Praise the Lord. So just by Mary getting pregnant at the result of that, being impregnated at the result of that, it tells you that it was a sign. It was not ordinary. It was, it was out of the ordinary. It was extraordinary. Praise the Lord. And God became flesh. Praise the Lord. God decided to become flesh. That is a great mystery. That is a great thing that when you think about God becoming flesh, praise the Lord. God taking upon himself humanity, becoming a man. Amen. Yes, we are created in his image already because we look like God. Remember that we are created in the image of God. Everything that we have on our body, God has it. God has eyes. God, ha God can smell. God can taste. Praise the Lord. God told, God told the, uh, 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 the psalmist, he said, if I were hungry, I would not come to you to beg you for food. Because uh, what? a thousand cattle on a thousand hills belongs to me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So God has every uh, uh, parts that we think about because he created us in his image. The only difference is God is more, he's a spirit. But for us, he plays with, we have a spirit and we live in a one. He gave us a physical body. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So your spirit look like, your spirit look like you. Amen. Your spirit is you. 
You are a spirit being. You just host in this body. That's why when the spirit leaves this body, sometimes people see spirit, they see you, see someone that they say, oh, I saw the person. The person dead already. How do you see the person? Yes, it is the, the body is dead, but that spirit still lives on. The spirit never dies. Praise the Lord. And that's why God didn't want to happen. This is why he said, look, men do not eat of the fruit because in the day that you eat it, you will surely die. Praise the Lord. God, the intention was for man to live forever, for man to, to transition. When the time for man to have transition into what God wanted him to do, he would have transitioned into that state. Praise the Lord. Because some of you are asking the question, how would I be living? How would I be living? That's not your business. Praise the Lord. That's not your business. How you have been living since then and up to this time, how will you be born and you never die? You just continue to live. That was God's plan. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God had a plan for everything. Even you see the sea today. The seed that we have, there were a lot of things that took place as a result of the fall of man. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There was a lot of things that took place at the fall of man. Seed came into place and divided places, divided continent, the land. And so the world now has become like water take up, has taken up 90% or 75% of our world. What, just water. And it should not have been so. Praise the Lord. The land should have been more than the what? Than the water. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So there were a lot of things that took place at the result of the fall. Or a twist that came upon the face of the earth. A lot of things at the result of the curse of man. And so we need to understand that Jesus coming to earth was for the purpose of redeeming man. That God, the Father, can be able to restore the world, the earth, back to mankind. At the end of the day, this world will be restored back to mankind. Praise the Lord. Some of you that think that you're going to live to, to heaven, in heaven forever, you got, good, you got news. You will live there for some time, but God made the earth for man. The home of man is the earth. Yes, we will be transitioned there for the renovation to take place of the earth. But after that, we're coming right back to live on this earth here. So don't think that you are always, the heaven is God's throne. It's where God lives. We'll, we will go there for a period of time. If we, when we die, pre, I mean before Jesus returns, we still go there for a period of time until God gets through renovating and putting this earth back together. Praise the Lord. Bringing in the new, the new Jerusalem, bringing in the new things that he ought to do. So God, there are lots of things that God has planned, that God has in plan for you and myself. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is not, I mean, firstly, it's to save us from sin, but not only to save us from sin, so that we can live forever. Give us eternal life. Amen. That the life that was taken away from us at the result of the fall can be restored back to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
That's why when you get born again, when you give your life to Jesus, what happened? Your, the restoration of eternal life takes place in your life. You are passed from what? From darkness to light. Praise the Lord. You no more living in darkness. You have now transitioned into light. And God gave you eternal life at the result of his son. That's what the Bible says. He that hath the son has life, and he that hath not the son have not life. Praise the Lord. So it's important that you and myself understand the Christmas the Christmas story, the Christmas account, the birth of Jesus was very significant for us. Praise the Lord. That just as God could allow his son to, to be born as a child and go through all the things then that he needed him to go through, that his promise, what he had promised, because God has made a promise, that since Satan has allowed man to fall. He says what? Well, the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. And God was determined that that take place. Praise the Lord. So he made promises and he kept his promise. The Bible says, Paul tells us in Galatians, he says that during the fullness of time, God sent his son in the world. In the world. When the fullness of time came. Yes, it was prophesied. Yes, and yes, and yes. Pro prophet then came and said, oh, Jesus, Jesus, God is sending his son. And some people die, but where is this son that God said he will send? Praise the Lord. I don't think this thing is a true thing that will take place. Some people, they didn't believe it. Some people refused to listen to it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But the Bible tells us when the fullness of time came, God sent his son. There is a fullness of time for everything when it comes to God. Hallelujah. There is a fullness of time for your life. There is a fullness of time. And I must tell you, when that fullness of time comes, nothing can stop your uplifting. Nothing can stop your open doors. Nothing can stop you from going through, from breaking through in life. Hallelujah. You may, be, you may be in the prison. When the fullness of time comes, the prison must give way. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't care where you may be when the fullness of time comes for you. Say my fullness of time. When your fullness of time comes, nothing can stop it. Remember Joseph was in prison. Eh? He was in slavery. But when his fullness of time came, the prison had to give him out. Amen. Amen. And Joseph became the prime minister, what God had intended him to be, to, to be a savior to the children, to, to his brethren, to his family, to save his generation. Joseph was used for that when the fullness of time. Praise the Lord. And that's why we need to keep our eyes on the fullness of time. Every one of us here have our fullness of time. That's why you need to keep your eyes open. God will bring opportunities your way at time. You may be struggling, and God will bring your break at a time in your life. And a lot of people don't even see when the fullness of time comes. When the fullness of time comes in their lives, because they are not spiritually designing the fullness of time past them. There are people who the fullness of time past them. 
Hallelujah. But God is gracious and he is merciful. He can restore. Hallelujah. That's why he said, I will restore the years that you, you, you have lost. Praise the Lord. So I want you to keep your, as a child of God, you need to keep your eyes open. Because there is a fullness of time that God will release upon your life that which you have been believing him for. That which you have been trusting him for. The, your fullness of time will come. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And when your fullness of time come, don't let another person take it from you. Don't let another person jump over you. Don't let another person step before you. You need to take hold of what God has for your life. In Jesus' name. So the Bible tells us that Jesus, the import, I mean, we are looking at the importance of Christmas. Christ was born on, on what? On Christmas. It may not, it, forget about the day, but Christ was born. Whether that was 25th of December or 23rd or whatsoever, Jesus was born. But we as Christians, we have decided that this is the 25th and we are going to celebrate Jesus. Amen? That we must celebrate Jesus. But how many of us have lost, lost complete sense of celebrating Jesus? It's no longer about Jesus anymore. Hallelujah. Christmas has become, uh, 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 I mean, in our days, Christmas has become about either ourselves, praise the Lord, it's about our what? ourselves. I'm not talking about the tradition of the family. Those things are good, good thing. But the most important thing is we should know that Christmas is about Jesus. Eh? Hallelujah. I hope you're understanding me. Christmas is about who, who birthday we say we are celebrating. We are celebrating Jesus' birthday. But how are we celebrating Jesus' birthday when we don't even recognize him in the birthday. When there is no recognition of him, praise the Lord. We bring no gift for him. We don't worship him. Hallelujah. We bring nothing to him. And the, the wise men, they made a very important point when they said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? We have come to worship him. We have seen his star in the east. Many of us, the purpose for which Jesus saved us, has brought us thus far, is that we must, one, we must come to worship him. Praise the Lord. To worship him. Worship includes service and, uh, service and all unto the Lord. But how many of us make Jesus' birthday a time of worship, a time of service? We make ourselves busy. We, make our, we preoccupy ourselves with so many things. We get frustrated during Christmas time. Some people, it is the saddest time in their, what? In their lives. Oh, Christmas coming aside. I have talked to people. They tell me, say, there is nothing to be happy about Christmas. I said, who told you there is nothing to be happy about Christmas? You know, the, you know what Christmas is all about? If 
you understood what Christmas is all about, the Bible tells us that you and myself, too, there, there is joy that have come to the world. Eh? Joy has been given to the world. A gift has been given to the world. It is not about what you have to eat or what you don't have to eat. Amen. It is not what you have under the, the tree or what you don't have under the tree. That is not Christmas. It is not what the lies and tell you say Santa came from the North Pole with, with sled and, and came down the chimney. That is a lie from the devil. Because I saw your parents then putting no gift under the tree. There was no Santa, no Santa entering that chimney. I saw your parents then putting that, wrapping that gift in a, in a room and putting it under that tree. No Santa came and put it there. Huh? Yeah, yeah, me children. No Santa King. That your parents will put out gift there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I saw them wrapping that gift. Someone had hide it from you. Something that you said you wanted to hide it and wrap it in a in a plate and can put it under that tree there quick. Then it says Santa brought your gift. That's not Santa. That your parents that borrow your gift. Praise the Lord. We have taken all the importance of Christmas. You today you listen, you don't even hear Mary brought child Jesus Christ nowhere in the past. I mean, among I mean being sang again. Everything now is about Santa and blue. I have a blue Christmas or yellow Christmas. Or white Christmas or brown Christmas. That's why you hear singing jingle bell and, and reindeer. That's why you hear. Is that is Jesus reindeer? What reindeer have to do with Jesus? Both. Hmm? Are you are you listening to me? And if we do not if we do not instill the true meaning of of Christmas in the lives of our children, they will they will not even know what Christmas is all about. Many children are growing up not knowing what Christmas is all about. They just think it's gift. They just think that the tree and light. And they just think that what Santa and those are the, they turn Jesus into Santa. And we need to stop that behavior and we need to teach our children that Christmas is all about Christ. Huh? Christmas is all about whom? About Christ. It is a time that we set our mind to remember why, why he came to earth. He was born just as we were born. Jesus was born on, an, on this earth for a purpose. And we can thank him we can worship him for what he has done for us. And that's why the, the wise men, when they came, they said, where is he that born king of the Jews? We saw his star. And the Bible tells us in 11 verse, it says that when they entered the house where the child lay, the Bible says that they were, they, the first thing that they did, they didn't get gay first. Hmm? Because even if some, I mean, Christmas morning, instead of you giving God thanks first, the children they can't sleep. Many children can't sleep. They will be waiting to open the gifts. The first thing that needs to be done is worship. I'm not saying your tradition is, is not good. You got a good tradition. 
But even in that tradition, you can teach about Christ. That look, the first thing before any gift is open, you must worship. Before they receive, before you receive any gift, you must what? Worship. And the Bible says that when the wise men, because these guys, that's why they call them the wise men. If you are wise, you understand what God desire of you. You must what? You must worship. The Bible says that when they entered the house, they saw the child, not a king, not a man sitting on a throne. They saw a one, a child laying in a one, in a cradle. A little child. But even though he was a child, he carried us at all authority with him. Praise the Lord. It is not what you are, I mean, it is not because you are born a child. But there in you lie greatness because God has a, once God has a purpose for your life, you there lies greatness. That's why when your child is born, you must prophesy greatness over this child. This lies a great child. Praise the Lord. Because they are born with a what? With a purpose. And the word of God says that a child laying and these grown, grown men, not young men, elderly men. That's why they call them wise. Many of them have gray hair. Gray-headed men falling down to worship. It tells you that they were wise. How wise are we today to worship Jesus? To keep worshiping Jesus? Praise the Lord. Christmas is all about one honoring Jesus. It's about Jesus. Keep that in your mind. It's about whom? It's about Jesus. What he was born to do for us. Praise the Lord. What he was born as a man, but not only what he was born, but born as a man, but his birth prepared the way for his death. Because there can be no death or birth. You have to be born before you die. Hallelujah. You have to be born before you what? You die. So his birth was preparing him for his future. He had a future. Praise the Lord. And remember that God said, "This I have a plan for your life. I got a future for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. If your parents don't have a future for you, God has a future for you. Hallelujah. You heard what I said? Praise the Lord. If your parents don't have any future for you, know that God has a future for you. Because God said, I have a plan for you. Don't keep your future in a dream. Because what a lot of people do, they have good, they have dreams. But they never bring that, that dream never come to fruition. You can dream from January to December. It's just a dream. It's just a what? Dream. A dream that will be, I will, I will be a medical doctor. You've been dreaming since you was a child. You've been dreaming. You all night day dreaming you will be a medical doctor. That, you're not serious. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you dream, you must make a plan. 
There's a future to get to that dream. Go to school. If you want to be a medical doctor, apply yourself. Hallelujah. And you will get there. Praise the Lord. That's a plan. I'm going to study. Praise the Lord. I'm going to get scholarship or I'm going to get student loan. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I want to be a medical doctor. I will get student loan. I will get all the student loan. But I will stay, even though I got to be paying it back, but I will still be enjoying that position while I'm paying it back. Because a lot of people say, oh, I don't want student loan. You will get the position. Be paying it back small, small while you're enjoying yourself. The day you, if you die before the student loan, that's your business. That's their business. You already finished enjoying yourself. You already finished enjoying yourself. Get the student loan, go to school. Become who the dream, it was said that you will be. Become your dream. Just don't live in that dream, that fantasy land. Because a dream is only a fantasy for many people. It never come to pass. You need to get away from that. Praise the Lord. In 2022, many of you need to get away from dreams. You need to what? That dream that you have, put it into what? Put a plan into place to bring it to pass in your life. Hallelujah. Because there is a future that God has. He said, I have a what? I have a plan for you. God has planned out your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God did not only just dream that Jesus would come to the earth, but he had a plan for Jesus. That's why when, when, when Jesus went to him in prayer at the last hour in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says his tears the, 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 his sweat was like the what? Droplets of thick as blood. It was not blood, but that had thick. His sweat became. And he said, Father, if this be your will, take this cup from me. And Father said, no, I'm bringing you the Father to leave you. You have come, you must finish. You must what? You must reach the finish line. Praise the Lord. There is no stopping at this place. You have preached. You have worked signs and wonders. You have declared my name. It is time for death. You must go through it. You must what? That's what the Father told you. You must go through it. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will. And he was able to endure to the end. And today, that's why we enjoy salvation. Today, that's why we have a relationship with God again, or with the Father again. Glory to God. That we can call him our Father. We can call him Yahweh. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We who were not a people before, now have become, have been called children of God. Of the Most High. You, not, you don't have... Children of God is not a small title. Many of you overlook your title because, oh, children of God. There are lots of people that are still not children of God. For you to be in that position to be called a child of God is a privilege, is an upper, I mean, it's something that others don't have. Praise the Lord. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. 
that we should be called what? Children of God. Glory to God. It is all because he was born. He was willing to submit himself to help to, to, to what? To the, to, to the place of being born as a helpless child that someone that he created could now control him. Here was Mary, Joseph. Joseph will be telling him, go this way. God! <laughs> Joseph will tell him, go to sleep. God! Do you understand the implication? Do you understand the implication of what Jesus did? That a man will not be commanding him, go to bed. Wake up in the morning. You, you go, go bring my cabinet of tools. God. But he was willing to humble himself to that place. How willing are we to humble ourselves to that place? in our own lives that we should be called sons of God. May God help us. May God help us to understand this Christmas story, the Christmas account. It's not about the gifts. It is not about the fun fair. It is because God became man making himself of no repetition, taking upon himself the form of a servant, even to the place of, of death, he was willing to go in Jesus' name. Amen. So may this Christmas bring us great joy. Because of what he did today, we have great joy. Joy has come. Joy is in the world. Joy is in the world. No matter what you see around you, where people, I mean, people say, where well, there is sadness in the world, but they, even though sadness is in the world, but still there is joy in the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you receive Jesus in your life, you have received the joy that God has given to the world. Amen. Joy to the world has come. Praise the Lord. So I want to encourage you, let this Christmas story, this account of Christmas, be in the ears of your children. Be in your own ear that you do not play with Christmas. Just think that it is what? It is a time for gift giving and you stress out yourself and you think in it about this and you, I don't worry about Christmas. I don't worry about Christmas. For, uh, what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about from a, from a spiritual standpoint. But from a natural standpoint, I don't worry. Whether I get no gift, whether I get gift or not, I don't care. That's not my birthday anyway. When my birthday coming, I can be telling you, you need to, you need to give me a gift. That's not my birthday. It's Jesus' birthday. So you give me a gift for my birthday. I, will be, I mean, for Jesus' birthday, I'll be mad at you. No. As you be able to give a gift to Jesus, just as the wise men brought gift to Jesus, I should be looking, where am I going to get a gift for Jesus this Christmas? Eh? Hallelujah. I say your tithes and your offering. What can I give to Jesus this Christmas? Your tithes and offering are not give to Jesus. Hallelujah. Set aside a gift. Christmas. That as they worship, then they open the treasure. And they took our gifts. 
not cheap give, expensive give. Because the value that they place on the person, that child that was laying in that place, that little child, the value that they place on him, what value have you placed on Jesus? Some of you, Jesus is a $1 Jesus. Yeah? That you're you call Jesus loose change. Huh? You have not given Jesus anything of value. Even your own life. You're still holding back your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What have you given to Jesus? What gift of value have you given to him? These people didn't give Jesus the leftover. The king prepared that we must give Jesus a gift based on his value. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. That's why I tell people the way you value a person, that's how you will treat them. Praise the Lord. And it reflects in your giving. In your giving. Praise the Lord. If you see me as a one dollar pastor, you give me one dollar, you will just be seeing me as a as a one dollar pastor. Say, oh pastor, that one dollar man, let me just show one dollar in your pocket. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you take your, put that one dollar in my pocket, I'll take out here and see one dollar, I'll give it right back to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I'm just saying that to say that we need to value Jesus. Amen. 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 Let's stand to our feet. And when we value him, our children will see us valuing him. Amen. Our children will see us valuing him. And they will grow up in that value system too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.